You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. We are a multi-generational, Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located in Tallahassee, Florida, on the campus of Florida State University. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. We hope that the next few moments are a time when God speaks into your life by the power of His Holy Spirit about His Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who has come in order to give us a vision of something that we are waiting for. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know if you like to watch trailers for movies, but I do. It's sort of this thing that I really like to do. In fact, in the old days when DVDs came with trailers uh, on the DVD, normally speaking, before I would watch the movie, I would go and I would watch the trailer before I watched the movie, just to kind of give myself a little bit of a synopsis, to kind of hype myself up, to kind of get to that point where I was like, yeah, I really want to see this movie. And now that we have YouTube, now we, we can go and we can see those trailers all of the time. And we, we can watch like all sorts of trailers that are compiled together. In fact, there, there's a YouTube channel that I follow that is all, uh, they, they put together all of the trailers for the week so that you can watch them all together back to back to back. And I sort of feel like I don't ever have to watch another movie again because I've just seen the trailers for them all. And it's kind of this exciting thing of being able to see a sneak peek of what this movie is going to be. And sometimes you you get to see a trailer for a movie that you've been waiting forever and ever to see. And you're kind of wondering, okay, who's going to be acting in it? And how is the special effects going to work? And how did they do this with that? And there's all of that in that trailer. Well, here at the Transfiguration of Our Lord Sunday, we've got sort of a trailer We've got a trailer for our own resurrections. We've got this trailer of what it will be like for us to be in the same seats that Peter and James and John were, to be there to see Jesus in his full glory transfigured before us, that that's going to be something that we get to experience in the resurrection because Jesus came and because he died on the cross for us. And there's this kind of magical moment of sort of looking into the story and seeing what's happening here. This is this moment of like slowing down the trailer and maybe watching it over and over again so that we can get out of that everything that we're waiting for with the movie, for when the movie comes out. And uh, unlike some trailers where you know, the trailer is the best thing about the movie, I've definitely seen that one, we're guaranteed that the movie is going to be so much better than the trailer. But the trailer here is really, really good too. So you have this moment where it starts off, where Jesus and his top three disciples, his inner circle, he invites them to go and pray with him. 
And uh, they, they go up to this mountain in order to pray with them. And, and uh, as they get up there, uh, they start to kind of fall asleep. As, you know, maybe it was really hard for, uh, for them to climb up that mountain. After all, you know, we, we know that Peter and James and John, well, they're, they're seafaring folk. They're used to the, you know, they're, they're used to the sea level. They're maybe not used to mountain altitudes. Maybe this kind of got to them. Maybe they were falling asleep because of that. But we, we hear from Luke that their eyes start getting heavy. And as their eyes are getting heavy, they sort of are jolted awake jolted awake because there's this, this massive thing that's happening to them. And, and they probably kind of wonder if they're in, in the midst of a dream or not. And they wonder what's going on because all of a sudden, <laughs> Jesus is lit up like he has even more LEDs. I mean, it's really bright everywhere. They, they're having problems seeing, and it, there's this thing happening where everything is so distracting because Jesus is all lit up, and not only is he all lit up, but there are two other people there with him. And so we have this sense of, like, they're pretty shocked. They're pretty amazed at what's happening. And uh, somehow they recognize these two people, these two people that have not been alive for uh, centuries, these, these two people, Moses and Elijah. And so uh, we don't know how they know that they're Moses and Elijah. Maybe they're wearing name tags, but uh, there's th- this all of a sudden th- there's this moment where they go, wow, this is really great. It's kind of frightening, but it's also kind of awe-inspiring. This moment where it's like, oh, what's going on here? And that's the moment that I think we enter into the text as well, where we go, oh, what's happening here? You know, this is a historic holiday of the church, It's a historic holiday of the church that remains a historic holiday of the church because uh, so far, anyway, nobody has figured out how to sell mattresses alongside of it or or anything else. It hasn't been sort of like co-opted by consumerism. It's just Transfiguration Sunday. And it's been Transfiguration Sunday for centuries and centuries. There's been something about this holiday that resonates in the life of people who believe that Jesus is an important thing, that he's an important person, and that he's done important things for us. And here we have this moment where we get to see a little bit of that. And one of the things that's so important ratchets us all the way back to our Old Testament reading, that Old Testament reading where we see Moses for the first time. Moses, before he's, uh, before he dies, before his spirit is with God, there we have Moses who is, uh, he is right in this moment of the ending of his life. Because God has told Moses that he cannot go into the promised land. But what God does for Moses, he says, you can't go into the promised land But here's what I'm going to do for you, Moses. I'm going to give you a trailer. I'm going to give you this sneak peek into the promised land. I'm going to give you this moment where you're going to get up on on Mount Nebo. You're going to be up there at Pisgah. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you 
this land. And you're going to get a sneak peek of what it's like. And Moses is there, and he's probably soaking it all in. I mean, if you think about the story of Moses, all that he's been waiting for, all that he has been wanting in his life is just to get his people from Egypt through the wilderness, through the round and round and roundabout of the wilderness after they sinned and they had to wander for 40 years. And now here they are, finally ready to go into that promised land. And he gets to see that promised land before him. He knows that he can't get in because of what he has done. But he knows that he can see what that's going to be like for his people. He knows that there is going to be an Israel and that they're going to live in that land that has been promised to them. And then you have this miraculous moment as we fast forward the tape again to Luke. And now here in Luke, you have what has to be an amazing moment for Moses. An amazing moment where Moses actually gets to stand On the promised land. Moses actually gets to stand in Israel. He's actually able to stand in the place where God has promised to him and his people. He he gets this moment of all of a sudden, all of these things being realized for him that he couldn't realize in his own life. Now, all of a sudden, that's what he gets He gets the very thing that he wants to see. He wants to see what it's like to see Israel, what it's like to see the promised land from the inside. And he gets to see that. He gets to see God's promise realized in his own life as he's talking to Jesus. And the interesting thing about when they're talking to Jesus, that when Moses and Elijah are talking to Jesus, it says that they're talking to him about his departure. And you go, well, that's interesting, but okay, fine, whatever. Well, what does departure mean? Well, the, the, the Greek word there is his exodon, his exodus that they're talking to Jesus about his exodus. And Moses knows plenty about what an exodus is. Moses knows that what it is like for him to go and try to lead people into a promised land. And now he's talking on the spot where his exodus ends. He's talking to the one who is going to end the exodus for all humanity that will have faith in him. He's talking to Jesus about his exodus, the greater exodus, this exodus that will result in the place that we want to be. And that place is the place that we're waiting for. The place of the resurrection. The place of that moment when we wake up one day from our tombs. And there see ourselves bathing in the light of Christ. bathing in that moment where we are like James and John, where we are even like Moses and Elijah, where we are there, where the 
light that is shining on Jesus is being reflected off of him and onto us. And we have that moment of having seen what we want to see most. And for each of us, that might be kind of a little bit different. It was different between Moses and Elijah, probably. It was different between uh, James and John and, and, uh, and Peter. They probably each had different things that they wanted to see, just like each of us want to have different things that we want to see probably first when we get to the resurrection. But there's always going to be something for each one of us that we're like, oh, I wanted to see this. I wanted to see what it was like to see the realization of the promise that every tear will be wiped away. I want to see what it's like to realize the promise that the child will have his hand over the den of the snake. I want to see what it's like to realize the promise that we will no longer have sickness or death. I want to see what it's like to realize the promise that we will no longer have sin and we won't hurt one another anymore. All of us have those things that we can come up with that we go, that's what I want to see first. That's what I want to see in the resurrection. And to that, God gives us this promise in the transfiguration that we will see those things. And that that is the trailer that the transfiguration is all about. And it's something that we need. Because in this world, well... It's sort of like that moment when you leave the movie theater, right? You've been in the movie theater. You've been experiencing the greatness of that, that story being told to you. You're, you're in, enveloped in the sort of darkness of your own seat and the, the glowing screen in front of you. You're enveloped by the smell of beautiful, delicious popcorn all around you. And then you go and you kind of lead out and then you hit those doors and all of a sudden you're out in a parking lot. And you go, oh, this is a bummer. And sort of like Peter, you go, well, wouldn't it be better if we just set up tents inside? We lived our lives in the movie theater. But we're not there yet. God promises that we will be, though. That we won't always have this moment where all we're seeing is a trailer and then having to go out into the parking lot of a sinful existence, of our own sin even. But that one day, when we get to that resurrection, when we are bathed in Christ's light and glory, and our sins will be completely washed away, and we will not be committing any further sins for him to be forgiving. That then we will be able to set up a tent with him, to tabernacle with him in the end of our exodus, in the end of the things that we are waiting for. May this Sunday be to you as a trailer, as a foretaste, 
as a glimpse into that glorious future that Christ has won for you by his cross and resurrection so that you may wake up one day bathed in his light. Amen. Thank you for listening to this media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. If you would like to financially support more media from University Lutheran, please visit our website and click the Give Now button, which will enable you to engage in the Christian discipline of giving tithes and offerings to God through His church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up His face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Well,